0: And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores. This is the NAI Ball Podcast, Season 6, Episode 2. And as always, I'm your host, Rob Gutierrez, at RobG1063 on Twitter. If you're not following me, you should definitely do that by now. Of course, all of your new stat scores and information, the number one home for NAI, baseball knowledge is at nai ball it's really the only place you should be going to for this information it's the only place that you should trust as well we've got you covered at nai ball on twitter as well as instagram got to throw that out there for connor who runs the instagram so this week, what are we looking at? We're looking at shout-outs and mentions. We've got a week in review from our big series of the week last week, a top 25 rundown games and series to watch. Our big series of the week is heading up north to the Crossroads League, and we've got some huge information about the future of the show that we are super excited to go over with you and talk about. I told you we would have a podcast in March. Here we are just in time for a podcast in March. So let's start it off with some shout-outs and mentions. We want to kick things off. With Cumberland, Tennessee star Colt Turney, absolutely on fire. In 25 games, he's got 42 hits and 69 at-bats, 39 runs scored, 6 doubles, 1 triple, 20 home runs, 52 RBIs, 24 walks, only struck out 7 times. He's hitting an insane 609. He's batting a 7. He's got a seven thirty-five on on-base percentage. He's number one nationally in average home runs on-base percentage, slugging percentage, Uh, He's got a runs created of 78 for his team all by himself. And he's currently number two nationally in runs batted in. So I wanted to give him a shout out for just an absolutely incredible season he is having. Uh, Congratulations to Campbellsville head coach Buford Sanders on career victory number 1,000. Definitely, definitely, definitely an incredible accomplishment that should be celebrated. So congratulations to Coach Sanders and Campbellsville for that one. Uh, Just a a magical number to reach, something that coaches uh, hope and dream for, and he was able to get there. Absolutely incredible credit to Coach Sanders on a wonderful career and win number 1,000. And I have to give a congratulations to the only player to ever co-host this show. Not interview, co-host the show. The only person to ever jump on here and co-host a show with Cody and myself. I'm talking about somebody who was very near and dear to both of us at, you know, we were thinking, how do we honor this kid uh, years ago when he was playing uh, at USAO and and we just want to congratulate. And and I say we, because I know that Cody brother would be absolutely proud of you, Colton, 100% for, for what you've done in your career. And, you know, I'm trying not to let my eyes well up thinking about it, but I, I know he loved watching you pitch, seeing your numbers and just would be absolutely Immensely proud of you for uh, your accomplishments. So, congratulations on announcing your retirement from baseball. If you don't know who Colton Williams is, uh, they, it's hard to find better. His career stats at USAO: he was thirty-three and one. He had a one-three-three ERA, and he struck out two hundred sixty-four batters in two hundred seventeen innings pitch. He's absolutely magical on the mound. He was somebody that I love to watch throw the rock, and he was just absolutely special. So. Colton, man, whatever's next, we're, we're, you know, I'm so happy for you. Everybody here at at NAI Ball is absolutely happy for you, man. And, and we're, we're super thankful that you were an NAI Ball guy, a second chance guy, and somebody who got to come on the show and do something really special with us and be part of something special. So congratulations, brother, on a great career. And whatever's next, man, I know you're going to succeed at it. Up next, we have a big series series. Of the week review in our big series of the week last week was none other than Loyola and Mobile. Loyola took the series two games to one. In game number one, it was all Mobile by a final score of fourteen to eleven. Both the Trevor and Trevor combination left the yard. Trevor Andrews and Trevor Wells both homered in that game. Loyola did not help some them help themselves in game number one as they created or committed, excuse me, seven errors in game number one but they would bounce back in game two the next day. Loyola would win game two, 12 to nine. Brandon Mooney with an impressive day going five for five with three runs, three RBIs and a home run. Cole Romero homered twice in that game as well. And game three wasn't really a contest. Loyola absolutely dominated that one by a final score of 18 to one. Ten different Loyola bats have an RBI, five of them with multi-RBI games in the 18 to one victory to decide the series. It's Loyola's first wins at Mobile since 2016. It's the first time Loyola has won a series on the road at Mobile since 2010. And for this year, it's the first time Mobile was defeated at home this season. They were 15-0, 16-0 actually headed into Saturday and uh, suffering their first two losses of the year at home. So that's our big series of the week review and we move on to a top 25 rundown, something that has become an absolute staple for us over the last couple years. And since we did not get to talk about the top 25 on a Twitter spaces this past week, I was uh, in the Hill Country for a wedding. Connor was busy. We've, our new member, whose name I almost just spoiled there, was also busy. There's a little hint for what's coming later. So what's the top 25 look like? Well, this came out last week, and here's what it looks like right now. So no top 25 this week. We will have one next week, but here's what it looks like right now. Of course, there should be no shock or surprise. Southeastern University, number one. Tennessee Wesleyan comes in at number two. Lewis-Clark State at three. LSU Shreveport, four. Georgia Gwinnett, five. Weber International, six. Hope International, seventh. Mobile is eight. Bellevue, nine. Missouri Baptist, 10. Cumberland's Kentucky is 11. Westmont, 12. 12. Oklahoma Wesleyan at 13, Loyola is 14th, Vanguard 15th, Bryan 16th, Texas Wesleyan at number 17, St. Thomas University is 18th, Doan at number 19, William Carey 20th, Arizona Christian 21st, Indiana Tech 22nd, SAGU 23rd, U Mesa 24th, and Cumberland Tennessee 25th. To make room for the Four new teams in the top 25. Four teams had to drop out. Clark, Faulkner, Georgetown, and Oklahoma City all fall out of the top 25 there. Taking a look at some of the teams who received votes. Central Methodist was the next closest. They received 102 votes. Taylor out of Indiana had 85. Point Park with 82. McPherson with 73. Concordia, Nebraska with 68. Ave Maria, sixty-seven point nineteen. Mid-America Christian out of Oklahoma with 12. The Masters had 11 points. Louisiana Christian 10, Campbellsville 9, Kaiser 8, Georgetown 8, College of Idaho 8, and Reinhardt 6. So I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. So here at, at NA Eyeball, we have a top 25 uh, that we do. And it's something that I'm getting them used to doing uh, as we're training the new the new batch. Uh, like I said, we'll get into that later. But uh, I want Connor and to start thinking about the future. And I'm getting them used to um, how you see teams, really. And so I've made them start doing a top 25. It's been something that's actually been a lot of fun. The way we do things here, and the way we've done things for the last several years, is we have a sheet. So that sheet's got about 50 teams, and of those 50 teams, we we take down a whole ton of information: averages, team average, team ERA, a record versus top 25 record versus NCAA competition, record versus USCAA slash NCCAA competition, you know, all these things that we consider to, to weigh. And then, uh, you know, we've kept this. We totally, totally delete everything, redo it on a Monday, uh, add teams, take teams off as we feel that, that their ability to be a, a top 50 player. Remember, only 46 get into the national tournament at this league so, you know, these are kind of the teams that we imagine as being this tournament field. Some of them will miss, some of them will be in. Every year it seems like I'm, I'm one or two off from being perfect and getting my at-large selections correct. Um, so we've, we've been doing this, and i got to give credit to the committee. I'm, I'm not in love with it totally, but I don't see a lot of bad here that I would have changed. Uh, now, of course, there are several things that I would have changed. Uh, but based on who the Raiders are, that can be really difficult You know, when you're talking about everybody who has to, you know, the the guidelines and the implications and the the rules that they have to follow where they can't uh, rate this team above this team, things like that, where conference ratings matter into the top 25. I thought uh, the top five was okay. Uh, We're going to get into that a little bit here in a little bit. I just want to congratulate SAGU for becoming ranked for the first time ever. When I was in college, they were a doormat. Uh, That was, uh, you know, circle it on your calendar it was an easy series. I'll, I'll, never forget. We, we played them one time, um, hung a 29 on them. And, uh, you know, it was, it was something that it was just an afterthought and they have not, they, Matt has come in and he has changed that environment and he, he will not let them be an afterthought anymore. So they are deserving I thought of, of getting into this top 25 and getting some recognition and just some of the things that they've been able to turn around Uh, It'll be interesting to see where they go from here. And and definitely, I don't think they're done settling. I don't think this is going to be it for them. I don't don't think they're settled. I don't think Matt wants to settle. And so uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what's next. But I wanted to give a congratulations to Sagu on that accomplishment. And everything that they've been able to do there is just uh, absolutely massive. Just absolutely massive. Big time for them. Huge congratulations. So we did have some top 25 rundown notes that we wanted to go over. And I think for me... The biggest thing is they got the top thing correct. The number one team in the nation, without a doubt, is 33-1, and, and that is Southeastern University. And they're 11-1 and one overall versus uh, top 25 opponents in the current top 25. That's the only one that we care about and, and what matters to us right now as far as what we take down and the numbers we take down. We're gonna, you're going to hear me say that a lot. Versus top 25 means only versus this current top 25 seu though uh by far you know 11 and 1 in in that category number one in the nation in hits home runs runs and earn run average southeastern is legit they're very good they're deserving of that title of number one it'll be interesting to see if they can hold up for throughout the rest of the year uh the whole season and and you know i i expect them and i think they expect themselves to be in lewiston and be competitive for a national championship not just this year but every single year the reigning champs are having a great year and uh We'll, we'll continue to see how it goes. Looking forward to see how that journey is. Like I said, I did have some issues with uh, the top five. And again, folks, because some of y'all get really hurt about these things, I know it won't bother the two people that I'm going to talk about or the three people I'm going to talk about right now. It won't bother them, and they're the leaders of that program. But, but this is just business. None of this is personal. LSUS is six and three versus the top 25. Lewis Clark and Tennessee Wesleyan combined are three and seven. Uh, I personally thought and had LSU Shreveport as my number two because they're six and three. Now, LSU Shreveport might come back and say, hey, we've had some bad losses. Well, you know what? You went to San Antonio and the last two trips you've had in San Antonio have not have not been good. You know, so, you know, tough that that's that's something to keep an eye on. And and that's okay that, you know, it didn't it didn't really go right for you. But you're twenty six and six. That's two of your losses. Another loss is to Mobile, who's having an absolutely incredible season. You know, uh, they've got losses in the East-West Challenge. I mean, they're they're not ugly, ugly losses by any means. LSU Shreveport, at, at, I think, 6-3 and three versus the top 25. Um, when you look at that compared to where Lewis Clark State and uh, Tennessee Wesleyan are, I think they make sense at, at number two. Now, I'm not saying throw lc and tessie wesleyan out of the poll no they're absolutely in my opinion even after the weekend lc had still top five teams and i think they need to need to be there uh but i would have just arranged it differently i probably could have gone uh, su1 just like my 10 to lewiston it, it's up there i don't need to tell you it's, it's there if you haven't subscribed to Substack, you need to be looking for that and uh get that newsletter in twice a week we, have, uh, we send out a newsletter twice a week with all of the goings and comings and, and what's happening and all of the information you need to know for this level of baseball. LCSC is 1-2 versus the current top 25 and 2-4 and four on the road. And they lost their last series, three games to one, on the road in British Columbia uh, to the University of British Columbia. So shout out to Canada's team. Hope International is 6-2 and two versus the current top 25. Bellevue was 7-4 and four in the first in-season poll. They are 14-0 and 0 since on absolute fire. Six teams in the top 25 do not hold a win versus anyone in the current top 25. That includes Ben Mesa, William Carey, Doan, Cumberland's Kentucky, Oklahoma Wesleyan, and Weber International. Now, remember, I am recording this on 327. Some of these teams will play ranked opponents on Tuesday. If they win on that, that's obviously not going to be in the podcast. It's not going to, it's going to go out to editing. It's not going to be something that'll be included in the podcast. But as of right now, when this show is being recorded, 644 Texas time on 327, those six teams, Ben U Mesa, William Carey, Doan, Cumberland's Kentucky, Oklahoma Wesleyan and Weber International do not have wins against anyone in the current top 25. Vanguard barely fell. They were the team that I had not falling out, but moving into the you know, into the 20s or or lower, Vanguard barely moved. They were three and seven when the last poll came out. Uh, Now, granted, right now they've turned it around. They're six and four on a six and four uh, run currently. But Vanguard was three and seven in the last poll. I was kind of surprised that they didn't move further back. Um, And I think that's interesting. I think Bochip, you know, it it just depends. Every coach is different. Some coaches love Bochip. Some coaches think it's it's not perfect. Um, You know, it's, it varies on what coaches do. My one gripe about the coaches poll is that these guys are all playing at the same time. They don't have time to watch each other play. And very few of them are going back to watch those games. So a lot of their information is just based on either uh, what coach a says to coach B or depending on who they are, but you know uh, also what is put on paper. And I think Vanguard on paper, when you look at them is, is a lot, more impressive than that three and seven says. I mean, they have played more games than anybody, even Southeastern against top 25 competition. And they've won seven of those games, uh, which is just absolutely impressive and credit to Vanguard for that. So Vanguard, I was surprised that kind of took me by shock that they only fell from nine to 15 at going three and seven, despite having that really tough run right now, they're turning it around and they look like they're going to absolutely stay in this poll. 13 teams have played more than five games against top 25 opponents. Those teams include Southeastern, Tennessee Wesleyan, LSU Shreveport, Hope International, Mobile, Vanguard, St. Thomas, Loyola, Arizona Christian, Westmont, Bryan, Texas Wesleyan, and Sagu. All 13 of those teams, credit to them and their scheduling, have played more than five games versus top 25 opponents. Some of that is conference scheduling. Some of that is non-conference, some of that is a mix of things, but credit to all of those teams who have played more than five games against top 25 opponents this year. Of those 13 teams, only five of them have winning records against the top 25 teams that they have played. Southeastern, of course, is 11-1. LSU Shreveport is 6-3. Hope International is 6-2. Loyola is 4-3. Westmont is 4-3. And Texas Wesleyan is 3-2. There is one team right at 500. That is Saint Thomas, who is 16 and 16 since that poll came out. But Saint Thomas is 5 and 5 against top 25 competition. 24 of the 25 teams right now are over 500 in their last 10. Only Saint Thomas is below in their last 10 games played at 3 and 7. Bellevue, Westmont, and Ben Yumesa are the only teams in the poll who are 10 and 0 in their last 10 games. And then just for fun, top 25 teams are 358, 61, and 1 at home for an 85% winning percentage. And then top 25 teams on the road are 110 and 80 away from home for a 57% winning percentage, just short of 60%. That would be 579 to 853 at home. So definitely something to, you know, definitely keep an eye on there as these teams go on the road as conference play starts, as they have to start to play more road games. An interesting one that we're going to talk about later is Southeastern versus Ave Maria. Really tough place to play, Ave Maria. Uh, Will be really interesting to see how the fire do there. Overall, though, I think it's a really interesting top 25. I think the committee did uh, pretty good with it. There wasn't too much that I would have changed, Uh, really just some placements here or there. But as far as the teams that, that are in, I would say that they did pretty well. The one thing that I would keep an eye on moving forward, Taylor's got a huge opportunity in uh, this weekend. We're going to get into that series later, hint, hint. Central Methodist, I, I think, is still a top 25 team. I think they'll find their way in here eventually. Point Park has kind of been on the cusp all season long. and And I don't know how long you can keep, you know, if McPherson continues to play well, how long you can keep not just them. But Concordia, Nebraska, out is as well. The one team that I, I thought is getting no love in the poll whatsoever, but is having a great year at twenty-two and one, is uh, Concordia, Michigan. I understand. You know they're not. Uh, the scheduling is something that that every time I talk to somebody about that, that's something that they bring up. I, I get it. I am the biggest proponent of scheduling on the face of the earth. But to play twenty-three games to be twenty-two and one. Uh, to win those games. I mean, it's still very impressive. You look at what Tennessee Wesleyan has done this season, Tennessee Wesleyan against top 25 opponents, you know, they're having a, a, a two and five year, but they have absolutely gone out and done exactly what you expect them to do. They've played good baseball. They've done really well. They are a top five team because they win the games that they're supposed to win. That's why they're there. That's why we every single year they are as consistent as they are because they win the games that they're supposed to win. That they struggle with top twenty-five teams here and there this year. Okay, those are big games. Everybody is going to get up and give it your all when you're playing a juggernaut like Tennessee Wesleyan. So I I, I totally 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 get it. Uh, scheduling is a big big part of it with CUAA, but but to win twenty-two of twenty-three absolutely impressive. We will get to see them in a few weeks with a big matchup with Indiana Tech coming up there. Moving on here, we've got games and series to watch and some games and series to watch that you need to be keeping an eye on this weekend are by far Thomas More Kentucky versus Georgetown, Wayland Baptist takes on Sagu, Southeastern makes that trip to Ave Maria. That's one to keep an eye on. Uh, Mid-America Nazarene versus William Penn. Oklahoma City and Texas Wesleyan. Weber International takes on St. Thomas. Cumberland, Tennessee versus Freed Hardeman. Georgia Gwinnett and Loyola. Louisiana Christian versus LSU Shreveport. Madonna versus Indiana Tech. Lords versus CUAA. And Tabor versus Avila. Which brings us to our big series of the week. And I told you it was in the Crossroads. And it is 21-9. Taylor, who is 14-2 in Crossroads League play hosting Huntington who is 19 and 8, 13 and 3 in crossroads league play. Huntington leads the all-time series 31 to 25. Huntington won its first meeting ever against Taylor, 5 to nothing in 2006. but in the last 10 games these teams are five and five. For Taylor who's 21 and 9 and 14 and 2 in crossroads league play, they're hitting 308 with a 456 team average or excuse me 456 team ERA. T.J. Bass is hitting .283 with 32 hits, eight home runs, and 33 RBIs. Cade Vandermolen is hitting .337 with 33 hits, 30 runs, seven home runs, and 33 RBIs. And then right-handed pitcher Alec Holcomb is 4-1 in eight games started, 42 innings pitched, 39 strikeouts, 10 walks, and a 214 earned run average. For Huntington, the Foresters are 19-8 and 13-3 and and in Crossroads League play. As of today, on Monday... They are hitting 3.22 as a team, with a 4.57 team ERA. Nine of their 15 players with an at bat this season are upperclassmen. Their top three hitters are graduates, and that starts with Langston Geinder, who is hitting 4.02 with 39 hits, six home runs, and 20 RBIs. Then Jarrett Gray is hitting 3.37 with 31 hits, 10 doubles, and 31 RBIs. Sophomore pitcher Tyler Pappenbrock is 5 and 2 in seven games started. Two complete games, 41 and a third innings pitch, 57 punch outs, 20 walks, and a 283 ERA. This is a massive, massive, massive battle in the crossroads league. Uh Taylor and Huntington have gone back and forth. Huntington has actually a winning record in Upland. They have a do- dominated the series in Upland. They are the winningest, they have the best record in Upland against Taylor. Uh, So that'll be something to watch and and definitely something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on as uh, this series starts. This will be played on Thursday and Saturday, doubleheader on each day, so a four-game series in Upland. That is our big series of the week. And finally, folks, before I leave you, as it's really hard to talk for 20 straight minutes all by yourself I wanted to announce something big. We have made a hire, and we had told y'all all year long that we were looking to add some additional pieces. So it brings me great pleasure and gratitude to introduce to you the newest member of NAI Ball, who will be making an appearance at some point on this show, not today, but at some point. And that is a former outfielder at Southwestern Christian from the Sooner Athletic Conference between 2017 and 2021, and that is Taylor Thomas, who is a uh, big-time podcast host and reporter. You know, we think he's big-time. We're absolutely excited to bring him in. He's a diehard fan of college baseball, especially at this league's level. He's got a huge passion for this league and uh, has seen some, some incredible talent, especially in the Sooner Athletic Conference, He's interviewed guys from like Zach Nito, who was a 13th overall pick by the Angels, uh, David Sandlin, who was an 11th round pick to to Kansas City, uh, Ethan Groth from from Ole Miss. You know he's he's got a lot of experience. He's he's good at interviewing. He's good at hosting. He's really really good. So with that, I'm excited Taylor to officially welcome you. I know the last few days we've been working together, working on top 25 uh, ballots and and who we talk to on a regular basis and, and uh, who's got good information and, uh, you know, some of that other stuff that we've talked about, but uh, that that Cody would, would want you and I to always keep in mind and be wary of. But Taylor, man, I wanted to formally welcome you to the family. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I have been telling y'all that we would continue to have a podcast and that next year we would be doing a full-time podcast once again. So it is with great pleasure I let you know that Taylor is the new host of the NAI Ball podcast moving forward next season in 2024. You're stuck with me till t- for the rest of 2023. While we work with Taylor, while we mold Taylor, while we, you know, continue to show him the ropes at this level and what being a journalist is all about and being a good journalist is all about uh, Taylor will officially take over as the host of the podcast in 2024 and the podcast will be back on a weekly full-time basis now what does that mean for me it means that uh that I step away I can't imagine doing this without Cody Um, I'm not gonna step away from, from everything. I I can't, can't let him just, you know, can't let the inmates run the prison yet. Um, but as far as the podcast goes, I I can't imagine doing this anymore without him. And, uh, that's been very hard, very hard to, to do all this without him to, to find the, um, you know, the, the want to, and the will to set this up, to talk, to put the information together and to not have, um, not just my, my co-host, but, but my, one of my best friends, one of the three people I consider to be my best friend, uh, they're with me. And so because of that, I, I think Taylor has answered the call. Um, I outlined for him exactly what I was looking for and needing. And I think he's, he's answered the call and he's ready to roll and he's ready to, to give this level everything he's got, and I think that he's perfect for this. And so I hope that you'll welcome Taylor um, into into loving arms for that. Uh, as for myself, I'm going to be stepping away from the podcast. I'm I'm still going to be running the show here uh, from behind the scene. My goal is to make these guys understand business. Uh, I've got you know now five years in advertising, ten years in in professional media, and um. I want to help these guys more and make some money and, and, and make more of this because the more we make of this, the more we can do for this level and these players and these coaches that, that deserve it. And you, the fans that deserve it. And uh, you know, the the dream doesn't end here. You know, we, we continue to move forward in in the name of Cody and, and we continue to uh, persevere and push forward and be everything we can be. Uh, But for me, you know, my attention and my time is cut short. I've got a family and I think Jackie and Layla deserve all the attention that, that they, that they need. Um, and they should get, they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. And I I love them both dearly. And I want to be there for them every step of the way. I don't want to miss any more of Layla's t-ball games, you know, and and that was something Cody understood as well. Um, or I guess coach pitch now, (laughs) you know, um, and then on top of that, I work for two wonderful people, in a, and and you know, in, in Robert Ledesma and John Kittleman and the Manship family, as well, who owns our station are are just absolutely fantastic, and uh, they deserve everything out of me that that they can get for the opportunities that they have given me to to work my way into management, and uh, I, I give them one hundred and twenty percent every single day. I, I want to make sure that the station and the station group is successful, and and I plan to do that. Uh, to my fullest so my attentions will be moved as far as podcasting goes Taylor will take over Uh, we're not done we still need to find Taylor a co-host but we are working on that as well as for um, you know anything else I I will still be here I will still be going to games I will still be writing I have absolutely found a passion for this level again through the writing Uh, I love it and that was something that I I did not have Uh, For reasons that that you should know if you're a regular listener or or you talk to us regular regularly, Um, but I have found a new passion for this through the writing. And it takes me back to my first job, which was writing about the Houston Astros for a blog. And and, you know, eventually I'd love to get us back in baseball America again. I'd love to do that. And so I I think that we're going to be absolutely um, in great hands as far as a podcast goes with Taylor I plan on showing both Taylor, Connor, and who the co-host, whoever the third person the co-host is going to be. Uh, we are going to do some incredible things. We have such huge plans. We are going to continue to grow. I, I wish I could let you all in on all the plans right now, but it is going to be awesome. So many things are going to be coming. You just need to be patient with us. I told you this year was going to be a grind. It was going to be tough. Emotionally, it has been extremely hard on Connor and I and on so many more, um, you know, and I, I, don't think I can thank the people who have kept me going through this, like Connor, uh, you know, like Jeff Moyer, uh, I really got to give credit to, to, to people, you know, Jack, Jacqueline knows that she, she can only fill so much of that hole that's left. And, um, you know, she knows that there's a big hole piece of me that's, that's empty because I don't have that person to talk sports with 24 seven anymore, not just about this level, but all sports. And I I really got to give credit to, um, Aussie, Shay, Trey, uh, you know, big Ron Hunter, you know, the people who are in uh, my, my Texas sports group chat. Uh, I got to give credit to Marcos and, and, you know, who's my other, Uh, him and Ozzie being, being my other two best friends. And, and I got to give credit to Marcos and Cole and Tony and uh, Jordan Day and Patton and and James Franz and, and, uh, you know, Vic and, and just everybody, Ozzie, of course, Ozzy's also in that everybody in my fantasy baseball group who's, who's been a huge help without even knowing it. So, um, we are continuing to move forward. We are continuing to grow and we are continuing to do big time things. I am so excited this summer. We are going to be making so many moves that are going to make this exactly not just the vision we had for it, but it's going to make this better than that. And that's the goal at the end of the day. So we continue to press forward, folks. We continue to move on. That'll be it for us here this week. I'm Robbie Gutierrez. You can find me at RobG1063. We're not done yet. We'll have a show in April. We've got conference tournament, opening round, and World Series that we're all going to have shows for, and of course, a season-ending show. So I can promise you at least four to five more shows this year. Uh, and and other than that, you know, I want to thank y'all always for being part of this audience because without you, none of this happens. None of the success is able to happen. So thank you for being patient this year and for listening to the NAI Ball podcast. You can find all of your new stat scores information 24-7, 365 days a year at NAI Ball on Twitter and Instagram. That'll do it for us this week. Until next time, have a great day and even better tomorrow and continue to pray for the other family.